This is the M6P with your host, Andy Kirby. And Jared Mayo. Jared Mayo. I, I, Kirby. I, it's so it's so good to hear from you. Yeah, it's been a while. We've tried to do uh, we tried to record before, and stuff just came up. I thought I was never going to hear from you again because you were going to a different place that seemed dangerous. Even I was going to say I, I continue to text you every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, Georgia's rough. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you cracked me up. <laughs> I'd, only before, I'd only driven through before. I'd never stopped. It's a beautiful area. It was. It was probably the prettiest place I've ever seen. It was, it was breathtaking how beautiful it was. It sounds like you're being facetious. Not at all. I was... <laughs> I was seriously, no. Seriously, like... Taken aback, at um, it was it was like uh, probably seven thirty, seven forty in the morning. I was on top of a hill, and the sun came up, and there were all these there were like lines of clouds, but it was pink. So it was all this pink and all these stripes of clouds to my right. I mean, like behind me. And then when I looked over the the hill that I was on, you. It was, it was like a, a Bob Ross painting. <laughs> it was absolutely like I really was taken aback at how beautiful it was. And then fog came up, and it just like holy cow! God is beautiful in what He designs. It was amazing. Wow! After that, I I, I don't know where to go. I don't know how to top that. I mean, it's pretty <laughs> down here. It was, it was like, you know, when people say they go to the Grand Canyon and they're just in awe. Well, I've never been to the Grand Canyon, and this was just, I had never seen anything like this. So, no, I was not trying to be facetious. I really was just like, holy cow, Georgia is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we recently drove through there. We, we drove through Virginia also uh, on the way up to Washington, D.C. It was fantastic. It, it really was amazing. Um, it made me really consider and ask myself, why in the world am I living in Louisiana? Why am I living on the bayou? Down on the bayou? Hey, is it yeah. snowing up there? Uh, we're supposed to get snow tomorrow night. Uh, has it snowed yet? Or no? No. No. We have frost every morning, but no snow. Hmm. Is it snowing down there? No. No. We had frost, but that was it. So You guys... Does like everything close down when frost comes? When there is a snow warning, everything closes down. Yes, as ridiculous as that is, and as ridiculous as that sounds. Wow! Just for the warning. Just, just for the warning. Yeah. There could possibly something maybe could happen. Just don't even leave your house. You know that you know that sign that says like bridge may freeze or ice over before road. Yeah. If if that is the case then they close stuff down. This bridge, this bridge may ice. We're, we're not going outside. We can't do this. They look around, they're like, guys, guys, this is a bad idea. It's a bad idea. Stay inside. 
That's so crazy, though, isn't? Do you do you feel sometimes it's a little wild? Oh, it's yeah, it's out of hand. I mean, these people can drive through torrential rains with no problem, but as soon as like a, a snowflake falls, people lose their minds. And it's because they're just not used to anything like that. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, I guess. But you've you've been up here, you know, and with snow and stuff. Yeah, a ton, a ton of snow. And like we went up to Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, to see Jackie's parents, and they, uh, the snow was unbelievable. I was like, so when do they clear the roads? And her dad was like, no, this is as much as they get. This is as clear as they get. I said, it's like you're driving on ice. It's just a sheet of ice. <laughs> he says, yeah, they don't want to repair the roads every year. So, yeah, it's just a sheet of ice. Like, oh, my goodness. I'm going to die. You pull see all, all these, like, trails into, like, the snowbanks and everything, and everybody just pulls off. They slide out into the snowbank, and then they just get out like it's normal and just, you know, go their way. It's crazy. <laughs> That yeah, that's kind of the the other end of the spectrum there. Yeah, they're like we're used to this. It's fine. Everybody crashes their car. <laughs> <laughs> that's too much for me. So what's new, man? Anything fun, exciting, new, adventurous? Um, no, not really. Um, are you still working out every morning? I am. I am working out every morning. Wow. Are you? Um, I I no. No. But you you were on a, a pseudo-fitness regime for a little bit. Yes, yes. I probably, this weekend I tore down a wall, and so I was swinging a hammer and stuff for a long time. My muscles and, are probably bigger than they've ever been. Well, see, there you go. Yeah, so I mean... Now, were you tearing down the wall because you were mad at one of the kids? Were you like, they, you couldn't get them out? It so was an were... anti-Trump protest. Exactly. Like, Let's tear down this wall. <laughs> no, In my was, house. It was right. <laughs> no one will know. It was a uh, it was a dividing wall in my enclosed garage, and uh, we're trying to put an extra bathroom in there. And mm. I'm like, this wall's gonna get in the way. I bet you I can take this wall apart. So you know, Let's I did. For a second. So uh, uh, not just a bathroom, but an extra bathroom in your garage. Oh, no, no, no. It, uh, for one, only one. A single restroom, uh, shower, washer, dryer area in the garage. Are you converting your garage to in-laws' home? It is was like halfway on its way there already. Uh, we're going to make it a livable room eventually. I don't know. I don't have that much money, so we'll see. <laughs> well, I mean, so is the thought process to get one of the kids in there or one of the older folks? <laughs> no. It's... Uh, it's just to have more space and more ability to do, uh, well, like right now our washer and dryer are on different sides of the house. And so Jackie has to carry it back probably, you know, a hundred feet from one end to the other end. And so we want to limit that. But if we're going to run water out there already, then we might as well put a sink and a bathroom and, you know, a turlet and a shower. So instead you're going to have her do laundry out in the garage. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah, so I learned a lot about walls and stuff. Did you know anything before? Very little, just conceptual, theoretical walls, if you will. But you I just, had to, I had to look up: is it load bearing? Am I going to die? 
you know. That's what I was going to say. Did you just start hammering and that's how you figured it out? Like, oh, the house didn't fall down or there's I, no electricity in there? I, I read it. I read about it and I said, okay, this one probably can come down. And, uh, you know, kind of scoped it out a little bit. And then I looked at it and I said, okay, if I was going to take this wall apart, I would probably take the baseboard off. I would probably do that. And then there's probably holes and openings that I can pry the panels off, you know? Because mm-hmm. it, it's not sheetrock. It's, it's like this wood panel stuff. And so I was prying that apart, and then I got down to the studs, and I saw how that was, and I said, I can do this. I can take these studs down. Wow, well, look at you. That's that's very fancy. Yeah, yeah. There was electricity in there, but I made sure I turned it off. Safety first. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think you should move up here so that you could work around my house. You think so, huh? That would be so helpful. (laughs) If you could just go ahead and do that for me, that'd be great. Well, we had a bunch of we had some more water damage, and the contractor that we'd used in the past, I've been trying to contact since April. Oh my goodness gracious, that's terrible! And he will only respond if I call from a number that's not mine, which is super shady. Right? You know, yeah. I don't know. We paid him on time. We there's nothing that we did on you know like we've given good referrals for him. And so I just come to the point that I guess he doesn't want my business. So we're kind of at square one trying to figure out who, who's going to fix our house. So what happened with the water? We can't, we had our um, our vents, our uh, our dryer vent cleaned, uh-huh. and the we could. And for the past year, every time we run the dryer, the wall gets wet. Oh, <laughs> that's terrible. So we found out it was because one of the pipes was loose and it was just holding water in there. And because it was loose, the water that was holding was leaking out onto the wall. And it's like the way that it exits the house is a maze. It just goes all over the place so nothing could get out. And I'm I'm glad the house didn't explode and burn down. So wait, how did how how did it only get wet when the dryer was running? Because all the water was getting pulled and there was only so much room for the water. And so then it would heat up, and the water that was in there would pour out. Oh, okay. I see. I see. So he, the dryer vent guy cut big pieces of our wall out and had to redo it. And um, The dryer saw, vent guy. Yeah. He was a good, good kid. <laughs> ah, it's a good kid. And then in our, our ledge, uh, our window ledge on the back of our house, it, it's not like flush with the house. And so when it rains, water pools up there and it has nowhere to go. So it comes down the wall inside our house. So we got to get that fixed. Hmm. So I was like, yeah, Andy should totally move here and fix my house. I mean, obviously. I don't, I don't see why. There, there's no other alternative you can have there. Yeah, I, mean, I would make you a protein shake. Okay. And I'd give you a whole workout. Like, that's how I pay you is I'll, I'll train you. You would pay me for protein shakes and i would give you like a training plan and i'd I'd help you with all that stuff because just like you i also have no money (laughs) (laughs) i i understand i understand and you can you can hang out in my comic book room oh well that's that's very beneficial thank you (laughs) well i guess uh I guess that's it. I guess that we have nothing else to talk about in our lives. That's the only thing. So I guess we have to get on with this comic book stuff. 
Let's get it over with. All right, this is the M6P, a comic book podcast. You can go to our website at vm6p.com. We are on Twitter at the M6P. You can email us at m6plc at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on Facebook under the M6P. We're also on Instagram, YouTube, and all those other fun social media sites under the M6P. And we'd also love for you to be a part of our show by giving us a call at 616-755-TINA. Leave us a message, and we'll play it on the air. Uh, We are sponsored by DCBService.com, discount comic book service, the place on the internet to go and pre-order all your single-issue books. Pre-order them two weeks in advance, two months, I'm sorry, two months in advance, so that you can get 40% off your Marvel titles. You, uh, it's the best, it's the best deal on the internet. The shipping is fantastic. It comes better than Amazon books. It's, uh, they rarely make a mistake. If they ever do, their customer service is phenomenal. Do it. DCBService.com. We're also sponsored by Community Retail Partnership. You can hit them up for all of your Office Depot needs at crpsavings.com. And we're also sponsored by Michael Webb Solutions. For all of your internet needs, check out michaelwebbsolutions.com. And we're also sponsored by The Marvelous Box. The Marvelous Box is a blind box subscription service containing only the best Marvel graphic novels. For $25, you get over $100 worth of Marvel graphic novels shipped directly to your house, and it's really awesome. For the December box, which uh, one shipped today and more will be shipping in the coming weeks, every box is guaranteed to have a Marvel Epic collection. So right there, in and of itself, it's worth the $25 for the Marvelous box. That's impressive. Everyone shipping this this go round, you said, is going to have an ep- one of the epic collections. One of the epic collections, and the epic collections run between thirty four ninety nine and thirty nine ninety nine. Goodness, are you stealing these things? How are you getting these things? That's amazing. That's, it is true. I, that's why I was in Georgia. I was stealing graphic novels from where? From who? Um, Yokels. Some, some bum had all these boxes of epic collections, and I janked them from him. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's fantastic. All right, so what do we got on the docket tonight? I sent, well, you, I sent you a list. Which one do you want to do first? Yes, Producer Andy. We, uh, we're going to be looking at Marvel movies and television shows along with maybe a couple news topics. Sure, sure. Even, even though Thor has been out four weeks by the time this episode comes out, we're going to talk about it. <laughs> well, we can. We just didn't touch on it before. We actually... I was I was really excited because I saw it like fr- on a Friday, the Friday that it came out because it came out that Thursday and I was all ready to record and actually get out in front of this thing and we couldn't do it. So that was a yeah. bummer. Um, but Punisher came out last Friday and today's Monday. So we are on the cusp of that. Yeah. Well, we could just hit up Thor maybe real fast. Overall impression from a from a 1 to 10, what did you give Thor Ragnarok? You're going to be surprised, sir. Okay. Okay. I give it like an 8. Okay. What did you give it? I also gave it an 8. Really? Now, why would I be surprised at your rating? Because I thought you would think I would give it like a 3 or something. Yeah, typically you do. If if there's something I like, you don't. Right. (laughs) Dude, this movie 
was so much fun. Yeah. It was unbelievably fun. Uh, I, I couldn't, like, it had me laughing the whole time, but it wasn't, like, over-the-top silly. Uh, the I will say the one thing, the one thing about it, immediately I thought, oh, they're going to, it's going to be a reality-warping thing because they killed the the, <laughs> the Warriors 3 so quickly. Ugh. I was, uh, I thought, oh, well, they're going to undo that. I mean, there's no possible way that they killed them all. That's ridiculous. But then at the end of the movie, I was like, huh, they never brought them back. They never even addressed it. Thor was never sad about that. Yeah, well, did, you know, did Thor know? Does Thor know if they're on the ship or not? Yeah, that's... How do you think, uh, how do you think Loki escaped? That's, that's one thing. How do you, I think he escaped what? Well, he, how do you think he escaped and got back on the ship? It didn't show how he got on the ship. Oh, well, I mean, he's Loki. He could, he's, I'm pretty sure he's got the gem. I'm pretty sure he took that, you know, from Odin's throne room. And Yeah, why wouldn't they, right? Yeah. It's right there for the taking. Yeah, so then that big ship, Thanos' ship stops there, and, you know, you're, I'm wondering, is Loki, you know, did Loki let Thanos know, hey, I got it. And I got more stuff too. <laughs> so that that ship, it was definitely Thanos because it looked like the Black Aster from uh, the first Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy, and I wasn't sure if this, like, if it was a different ship of the Kree or what. Yeah, when I saw it too, I thought it was Ronan's as well. But then Kevin Feige did an interview and said it was Thanos. Uh, so I'm gonna go with that. Uh huh. But I thought I was like, I'm pretty sure that was destroyed. It was, yeah. I thought it was the same. You know, they pumped these things out. They're the same model, yeah, yeah. same make. Well, I see Toyota Corollas on the road all the time. <laughs> what do you think of Hela? She was good. She was good. I liked her better without her helmet or mask thing on. Um, mm-hmm. But I thought they did a good job going back and forth between them. Um, she was also scary, man. Like, she... She was super powerful, and so some of it didn't make sense. Like, how can she be that powerful, but Thor and Loki have a chance, and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, it's one of those that you're like, yeah, of course the the good guys are going to win. It was kind of odd that this small little thing on his neck kept stunning him and kept him from escaping, but at the same time, he could defeat (laughs) the goddess of death and destruction, you know. (laughs) I thought she was just amazing. I thought she was probably the best marvel villain or maybe second best marvel villain she was just she had a good story she had a good motive she was powerful and you know she just like oh i gotta go to work let me just slick my hair back and (laughs) (laughs) i thought she was good as a a villain i thought she was really good yeah i hope she's not gone i hope we see her in infinity wars i don't know how that would work I, i can't i can't think how she would fit into that well, if, if they're going to use her as the the role of death and not make another death, you know, which could be somewhat con- confusing, and they keep it with Thanos is trying to, you know, curry favor with death, then maybe he's trying to curry favor with Hela. Oh, that's a good idea. Ella, Ella, Ella. <laughs> <laughs> Do you? I, one thing I really liked about it is it, it it really focused on the two people that weren't in. You know the previous Avenger, or uh, weren't in Civil War. You know, so what's going on with Bruce Banner? What's going on with Thor? And this really, even though they weren't happening at the same time, it said, okay, well, this is what's going on with them. Now, say that one more time. Oh, because they weren't in Civil War, is right? What you're saying, okay. right, right, right. 
So it really did a good job saying, okay, well, we didn't play with these characters last big crossover movie, so we're going to do that this time. So yeah, and I thought well, I thought actually Doctor Strange was fantastic in this too, better than in his own movie. <laughs> he was only in it for like four minutes, and he was better than in his own. One. <laughs> well, his his other one was you know the origin story, so you got to do all that stuff, right? And, all that nonsense. Yeah, I, uh, I'm not sure about his gloves though. What he's his gloves looked a little. Uh, they don't. They didn't stick out to me. I can't remember. They just seem like these big orange Mickey Mouse gloves to me. <laughs> but, orange Mickey Mouse gloves. It's the little things, you know. I can be because I really hated that Chris Hemsworth had short hair. I oh, I that. loved that. I loved it. Why? See, I knew we would disagree. This is ridiculous. <laughs> this is insane. He looked so good, dude. He looked like he had to fend for himself. He looked like he wasn't... I mean, I think that was like uh, a, a visual cue to the audience uh, showing him that he had fallen from... You know, he's not a king anymore. Right now he's surviving. He'll go back to that, you know? I don't think he'll go back. He said that he hated wearing the wig, and it was the most annoying prosthetic for him to wear, so he got his hair cut for the movie. <laughs> Like, that does not, no, no. You make, you know, how many gazillion dollars put the wig on? <laughs> Wear the wig. And um, he's not Thor. He doesn't have long hair. He doesn't have an eye, and he doesn't have his hammer. That is just Chris Hemsworth as any other weird action hero. <laughs> so you didn't like it. So this is why it didn't get a 10. Well, now I'm getting upset. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, there's so many things that I absolutely loved about it. But, yeah, the, the alterations to Thor and then the uh, excessive comedy, those are what didn't give it a 10, those two things. So you thought the comedy was excessive? Yeah, it was very Guardians of the Galaxy-like. Yeah, it was. It was. But would you say that this is a better take on the character than uh, Dark World? Yeah, because I, I love Thor. The first one I just love. Nobody else likes it, but I loved it. And Dark World was good, but it it wasn't memorable, you know? Right, yeah. I don't know what they did in it. (laughs) It was with the Dark Aether and Malekith. Not ringing any bells. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just joking. I'm just joking. His mom died, and now I'm getting upset about Thor (laughs) 2. I thought it it was a lot of fun. Did Jennifer watch it with you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she she just fell in love with it. She thought it, it probably couldn't be any better. But yeah. she also did not like his hair and his eye. Really? Really? Goodness. All Thor right. is her guy. Would you say? What? Thor is, Thor is her guy. Oh, yeah, I, I suppose. I, I did Jackie go with you? No, she didn't. Did you go by yourself? No, I went with a buddy of mine. So, okay. um, anyway, we don't have them as a sponsor, but I got this thing called MoviePass, MoviePass.com. I heard about this. Is yes. it amazing? It is good. Yeah. I figure if I go to more than if I go if I go to one movie a, a month, it pays for itself. Mm. It's crazy. I save money. Now, do your is your uh, theater does it have assigned seats or is it just open seating? The one I go to has assigned seats. And it works with that. Yeah, it does. We'll talk off air. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, they just changed it. It was nine ninety nine a month, but if you pay for a whole year, then it's six ninety nine a month. 
Holy cow. Yes, we need we'll 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 talk. We'll okay, talk. okay, we'll talk. Okay. We'll do lunch. <laughs> you come fix my house over lunch. <laughs> oh, is that how it is? Is that how it is? Gosh, now I'm getting you a protein shake and lunch. This is oh, ridiculous. Oh yeah, protein and lunch. <laughs> Alright, you wanna talk about Punisher? Yeah, man. Okay, so I've I've seen the first four episodes. Okay, I'm to episode seven. But okay. I will try and forget those things that I've learned. Right, obviously. <laughs> obviously. So... Lay it on me. What are you thinking? It's what? very dark. It is. So Jennifer didn't even start watching this with you? No, every Netflix show, I watch through the whole thing by myself. And then usually two months later, we'll watch through it together. Two months? Why two months? Because uh, we have other stuff that we watch together in the evenings when she's off work. Gotcha, and gotcha. Typically when a Netflix show comes out, I binge watch it over the weekend. So, you know, she has to work <laughs> while I'm watching Netflix. So <laughs> now I realize that doesn't sound so good. <laughs> right, yes. No, she works, she works. I'm, I'm watching TV. <laughs> For the podcast. <laughs> I mean, obviously, yes. Yes. <laughs> but you and, but it sounds like you and Jackie are going through it together. Yes, we are. So she actually, after the first episode, she told me, I don't abhor it. Okay. So good, good for her. <laughs> um, and then she told me later that it was not nearly as violent as she thought it was going to be. Huh. So this is after, like, episode one with all the sledgehammer stuff. And after episode three, with all the war scenes. Man, she's tougher than I give her credit for. I was like, whoa! <laughs> like, really? Because that guy's arm is off, right? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, anyway, I think it's pretty interesting. I um, They're doing stuff that I didn't... I, I don't know. Maybe it makes sense, so I don't know why I didn't think of it. But, you know, he's really going after... Uh, I guess I'm so used to the Thomas Jane Punisher, the one that you and I watch together um, yeah. um. I'm, I'm so used to it being like okay I'm just going to kill bad people it it surprised me that he's going after a certain group uh, I can say that I'm so spoiler alert I'm so happy that they killed that one dude early on he was just so annoying I hated how he <laughs> spoke and acted and looked the, the one dude who I mean he killed like 30 people <laughs> the, the girl's boss oh I liked. He was. He seemed like a good villain, though. Oh, he's just so annoying. <laughs> what can I do for you? No, we don't do that. It's like, oh, get this guy out of here. He's overacting. Now, I, I will say though, that the acting is. It's a little off. The guy who plays Punisher, what's his name? Jeremy Benthal. Benthal. John Bernthal. John Bernthal. Yes. <laughs> My bad. My bad, yo. Um. He's good. I think his acting is good. Micro is good. But the other characters are... They don't do well. I don't know if it's the directing or the timing or what. But it's not its not as good as the other series. The the female cop? She's weird. Her counterpart is really weird. His line delivery is super fast. And then yeah, like, I noticed that she, she seems to be most off, at least in my eyes. The, the dude from the first episode um, who he ended up saving, who dropped his wallet... He, mm-hmm. was, he was not that good. Yeah. Hey, guys, I would like to go get a drink with you also. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's why they didn't like him. Like, dude, you suck. Come <laughs> on, man. 
Is that how you talk? Uh, no, but what do you think? What are you thinking? Well, I feel like Jackie's tougher than I am then. <laughs> like, I thought there were a lot of um, point-blank shots, and they showed those, and that kind of, I don't know, that kind of pushed me off. Like, ooh, gosh. Yeah. Um, I think it's in... I think it's in episode five, so you're not there yet. So it's not a spoiler, but it's either at the end of five or end of six. I can't remember. I had to look away for an extended period of time because he was just so violent. Uh, and, yeah. and I'm like, man, you know, I love The Walking Dead. And they're like straight up eating people's faces off. <laughs> so I, don't, I think maybe because when I watch that show, I understand it's, it's a show about zombies. And Punisher is, is very grounded in reality you know yeah it's very real so i think maybe that might be what's off-putting to me this is the longest i've ever taken to go through a marvel show yeah um i think i just need to i'm just taking my time with it i'm not trying to to see all the people killed <laughs> in one so in it, one 13 hour it, it took me a long time to go through jessica jones because that was a whole lot more psychological mm-hmm. um and it took me a while the same thing like okay i gotta take my time with this i can't all this psychological darkness all at one time i can't do i can't do it so it sounds like yours is more the physical aspect of it <laughs> yeah i'm fine with crazy people and my mind's you know been messed up for years so it's nothing <laughs> jessica jones <laughs> people making other people do stuff ah, i don't care about all that <laughs> I'm looking for like I, I definitely want to see where it goes. I mean, I'm in episode seven, you know, so I'm halfway done, and uh, you know, what's I think the thing with some of the Netflix shows as well, and I've liked every one of them, but I really I, I enjoy the movies because they focus so much on the superheroes, and with the Netflix shows, so often they focus on the side characters, on the supporting cast, so much, and I just don't. I don't want to see them, you know. I don't. I don't want to see them. I don't care. I really want to know about Punisher, along with Micro, because they're the comic book people. I don't care about police officers and random whoever. With Luke Cage, I just want to see Luke and Misty, and that's it. And, and you know, what I mean, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. But I mean, because you have to draw it out so long, it makes sense to add people in there, you know. Yeah, I guess maybe add comic book people, or does it have to be, you know, why does it have to be 13 episodes? Iron Fist, that's what really hurt Iron Fist was because it was 13 episodes. It it should have been six or seven. Are you, I think they just need to shorten the episodes up a little bit. I mean, 55 sure. minutes and stuff, I mean, that that's long. I'm having a hard time staying awake, to be honest with you. <laughs> you are older. I, I'm just saying, like... I'm sitting down, and Jackie has to keep looking at me, going, "Are you awake? Because uh, we're watching this for you." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm awake." And it's six thirty. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just exhausted when I sit down. It's yeah. you know, I, I don't know, I don't know. I have to purposely drink coffee and during the day to be like, "Okay, I'm gonna watch Punisher today." <laughs> it's like a job. I'm coming home. I got another job. Yeah, there. yeah. I gotta watch this. I gotta watch this. <laughs> Oh, that's my time to just veg out. That's why I can't do 40-minute shows. I'm always watching 20-minute shows. Jackie's like, oh, do you want to watch this? I'm like, ah, how long is it? She's like, it doesn't matter. Like, 
we're going to watch it for the same amount of nights. Like, I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Runaway starts tomorrow. Oh, does it? On Hulu. On Hulu. Now, do you, is that, do you have to have a paid subscription to that? Uh, they do a free month trial. Okay. But and... they're not do releasing the whole season. They're just releasing the first three episodes and then one episode a week. Those jerks. I know. I I want I I'm really looking forward to Runaways, and I would rather binge that one than Punisher. Did you like that series when it came out? Oh yeah, yeah. I loved the first eighteen issues. I didn't pick up anything after that. Yeah, they were really good. They were really yeah, you good. liked it too. Yeah, absolutely. It was kind of off the wall corner of the Marvel universe, like with the when they got to the like those beings or those gods or those uh, I don't know what they were. Uh, entities, aliens. They like they look like giant hippopotamuses. <laughs> I was like, well, this is odd. This is an odd choice, but okay, I'll go with it. Hmm, this is odd. <laughs> what were they thinking here? But they're saying the that it's going to be the most comic, you know, most uh, authentic to following the story. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So so we got some news also to talk about. Yes, and it is good news. <laughs> it is great news. It is. It depends who you ask, really. Well, I mean, there's one person that probably doesn't like it, but I think everyone else is. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. <laughs> well, some of the old news that came out last week, uh, we found out that Disney was in talks to buy Fox, and that's we, we found out that that was done, and then we found out that that's not necessarily off the table. They still may be talking. Um uh, that would be good, obviously, because Marvel would then get back the rights to all the X-Men characters, the mutants, and the Fantastic Four, right? Yes. And, and then Deadpool. we... I'm sorry? Deadpool. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's a mutant. I mean, come on. But he was not part of the that deal when the rights were purchased. It was um, just the mutants, and then Deadpool was a separate thing. Oh, really? I did not know that. Yeah, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> 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 and then uh, the other thing is that Brian Michael Bendis this is what we found out last week Brian Michael Bendis has signed an exclusive writing contract with DC and he is leaving Marvel after starting his career in 99 or 2000 depending on who you ask <laughs> he is leaving Marvel goodness gracious I, would, I think I I was sad about this, but it seemed like you were not. I think he had a good run, and I I think it's better to leave the party before it's over. Sure. And he was still there. You're like, uh, him party's been over for a while. He kind of head out. <laughs> well, this is why I was sad, and then I was I was trying to explain this to you over text. Uh, I tried to tell Jackie; she didn't understand. Um, <laughs> But when I started reading comics in 2000, uh, he had just started uh, Ultimate Spider-Man. And so that was kind of the era. And so he developed all his stuff that he liked during um, the era that I was reading comics and feel most connected to comics. And so there was a lot, you know, Civil War, Dark Reign, New Avengers, all those things, uh, his Daredevil run, Ultimate Spider-Man all the way through. A lot of those things are why I started reading comics and collecting comics. And so with him leaving, it kind of felt like 
you know, first Joe Quesada left. He wasn't the editor-in-chief anymore. And so I felt like, well, whatever happens, Bendis is, you know, his writing style may progress and change. And, you know, whether he likes the compressed writing style or not, or decompressed writing style or not, um, at least he'll still have some sort of tie or connection back to that era that I really enjoyed. And, like, kind of what I view as the heyday of my comic reading career. And so when he left, I was I was devastated to think, oh my goodness, now the last piece of connective tissue back to that era is gone because of Axel Alonso, who is forging ahead with all this funny books nonsense. Mm-hmm. And so that's what really upset me. I was like, man, I, I don't know. I mean... And you had said, oh, you're not even going to try to read Miles Morales with a different writer? And I said, no, probably not. You know, I like the character because of what Bendis brought to the table. I, I don't necessarily like the character out there in the wild, I guess. So you didn't get the impression that a lot of his writing was, like a lot of his characters started to sound the same as one another instead of having distinct personalities? Um. There, there was some of that. I'm not going to say there wasn't at all. But the characters I liked were so completely different um, that they sounded different. You know, I mean, you have Iron Fist and Jessica Jones and Miles Morales. You know, they sound different. Do they? <laughs> <laughs> I think so, yeah. Huzzah! Huzzah! So what was your take? What was your take on this news? Yeah, that was I, I was I liked him and, and like you said with Ultimate Spider Man, wow, what a great series. I love the I think I bought up to issue like eighty something. It was just it was really good. It was it was groundbreaking for the time and when he did Avengers Disassembled, I was just blown away. It was wild how good that that was and then the stuff that came after it with new avengers and i mean he really set the the pace for the marvel universe the next almost 10 years you know it was it was really really good but there the writing style started to i guess get kind of stale with me because all the characters just sounded the same it you know young Iceman sounded exactly like spider woman and like, why, why are they why are they all sarcastic everybody is sarcastic and everybody's making pop culture references like why it just seemed very out of character for a lot of characters so and he just kind of made his way around the Marvel Universe like making everybody sarcastic and witty just back and forth back and forth and, oh he's done with Daredevil and now, now he got the X-Men now they're all sarcastic and witty and now they're over and and it's shown his influence has shown, you know, in a good way or a bad way, because a lot of people write very sarcastically now, and they didn't used to write that way. Well, I would say that that is that's a good observation, and and I can't disagree with that. That makes sense to me. Um, so I'm 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 interested to see where that goes and how that how this change affects the Marvel universe. One thing, Dan Slott because he is one that I read all the time just because of the Amazing Spider-Man, um, even though I don't really like his stuff, he he does, you're right, he does have a completely different tone 
than Bendis does. So when Bendis writes Spider-Men, um, or when he writes Peter Parker in New Avengers, he does sound completely different than Dan Slott's Amazing Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I want to add a piece to that, too. Uh, since you and I talked, Sony has entered the negotiations to purchase the Fox properties now. Well, that's good, because they have uh, a working relationship with uh, with Marvel. Yeah, if they're willing to farm out the X-Men like they did Spider-Man, I'm, I'm fine with that. If they're not, then that stinks. <laughs> that stinks. Why is Fox looking to sell? Um, they're they're just kind of getting out. They're really focusing on the the television and the news and the sports. They're looking to just focus everything, all their attention in those areas. <laughs> the the news and the sports. I like how you say that. Whatever those sports are, those sports. That's what they're focusing. Oh. on. Fox Sports and Fox News. <laughs> <laughs> the news and the sports. <laughs> uh, so, uh, is there any other news? I think there is, right? Yeah, that's what I was alluding to when I said there's only one person that's upset. <laughs> I know, I know that. <laughs> oh, well, Marvel has a brand new editor-in-chief. Woohoo! Fantastic. Are you happy with this? Oh man, I was just elated. Elated when I saw the news. It was it was still like trickling in. The the source that I saw said, you know, um they just broke it like three minutes earlier and it was a, a rumor at the time. Like, this is true, I'm putting it on the page. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just time for change. You and I the past you know, few years of the podcast we've just keep saying the same thing it's time for a change and hopefully this is a good one so what's the backstory is there any this is why or this is what happened or this is how they decided on the new person Mm-mm. no not a not even a peep <laughs> so nothing like not not like he stepped down or he was asked to step down or it's just time in the rotation it was just that axel is no longer the editor-in-chief and cc cb sibolsky is Wow. Okay, so, so really what looking are your... At his... go I'm, ahead, sorry. I'm sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was going to ask you what your thoughts were on all of this. Um, well, at first, in my happy stupor, I misunderstood. And oh. I thought that Tom Brevort was now the editor-in-chief. And I was over the moon. <laughs> uh <laughs> But then I was like, oh, no, 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 it's Sobolski. No, no, that's a different dude. That's a different dude. Uh, this dude looks like uh, Kirkman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so I was thinking about, like, okay, so what do I know that he's done, that he's written, or what has he done? Well, he was the talent scout, right? He was, like, the international talent scout for Marvel for a long, long time. Yeah, he wasn't even living in hasn't even been living in America the past few years. Yeah, that's amazing in and of itself that they approached him and said, "Hey, let's go, uh, you know, come on back and let's let's make this change." But he does. I mean, he's. I guess in some sense it makes sense because he uh, he's been looking at the talent pool for so long. He knows what sells and what doesn't sell. His job is probably based on. Um, the people he gets that are good and then 
you know, we want more of this type, we don't want more of this type um, of, of talent. So that makes sense. Uh, he wrote, I think the last thing I read by him that he wrote was like Inferno or... Ex Infernus. Ex Infernus. And I was like, yeah, you know, I could take it or leave it. It wasn't terrible, but it just, I wasn't into magic at the time, you know? The character yeah. magic. Um, did you read that and was it good? I did read it. I didn't care for it. But I also, if you step back, look at what has Axel Alonso written. Right. I don't, I don't you know. know. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. So I think this is more of a, they need somebody to steer the ship like they needed Axel because, you know, he worked really closely with Joe Casada. This guy, you know, they just need somebody to take the reins and steer things in the right direction because he, he knows he's good at his job because he, he's really good with creator and content development. Well, that's kind of what an editor-in-chief needs to do. They need to develop the content that they have and make sure they have good creators. Bam, you're editor-in-chief. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I think, I mean, all they have to do is go to any website and just look at what people have to say about Marvel comic books right now and realize that they need to get their act together. So what's the overall fan reaction to this news? Re- rejoicing in the streets and... and burning of monuments like it's their parades and <laughs> no but i mean seriously though i mean i know that's how you and i feel but uh, with uh, i guess my question is specifically with all the diversity things that axel alonso has been pushing and then he's had to backpedal a little bit on on some of these things are people excited uh in relation to that or not or is it totally different like hey we don't care about any of that we just want good stories and diversity is great we as long as it's good stories or is it just a totally separate issue? Because to me, the, his whole tenure has been, well, this is the agenda I'm pushing, and I'm putting that over the priority of telling good stories. And, and you're exactly right. Yeah, when you look at the a picture of the Marvel Universe that's supposed to be encapsulating, and the front and all the characters that are there, it's it's Gwenpool and Prowler and Amadeus Cho Hulk and Riri. Like that, and they're the ones that represent the the Marvel universe. Uh, no, they're they're just totally not. And uh, I haven't seen any negative reaction about him. There's just been some caution caution because he doesn't have a huge long resume of right. Marvel work that he's done. But I th- but what I've seen most people saying is he can't be any be- any worse. <laughs> <laughs> I I. I'm sad for Axel Alonso because I know he's been in the business for so long. Um, I've seen his name. I remember seeing his name on all the cartoons, right? Mm-hmm. Like all yeah. the 90s cartoons and everything. And um, so I know he's been around. I, I, I know his heart was in the good, in in the right place, trying to develop these characters. And I think I think he just got on one thing and kind of pushed it too far and to the point where the fans were like, "This isn't this isn't what we want." So. But I'm, I'm interested to see what Sobolski will bring to the table. I think I, I'm wondering how much of the legacy idea was in conjunction with the change or in conjunction with um, him or pushed down from above editorial. And then, you know, maybe they parted ways saying, this isn't what I want to do, you know? Mm, I think it's probably not the latter. I, I never got any any uh, any inclination to think that people above Axel wanted 
this crazy diversity. They they just seem to want the numbers to be good and the money to keep flowing in. Well, see that yeah, that's that's what I mean. Like, um, if the editor in chief job is to make sure that the the book content is generating revenue, and and so there's oh, everybody above that guy cares more about the money than they do about the content. I would mm-hmm. think. And so the content starts with him and says, okay, this is the direction that we're going as a company. I'm wondering if people put pressure on him to say, whoa, 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 I don't know what you're doing down there. I don't care what you're doing down there, but these numbers got to be better. And so you better change your strategy. And eventually he just said, well, I'm not changing the strategy. Or maybe he just said, you know what, I'm, I'm done. My time here is done. I don't want this stress. I mean, that's possible too. Could be because he, I don't know what he's doing after this. When Joe Casada was no longer editor in chief, he got a different position. Yeah, chief within, creative oh, officer, I believe. Yeah, that's kind of a almost a promotion. You know, that's a big deal. He's working with the movies and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, we haven't heard anything about Axel. Yeah, I thought he was leaving Marvel. Right? Who's that? I thought Axel was leaving Marvel. I do not know. Okay, that's the latest I had heard that he was. You know, he he was stepping down, but also his tenure with Marvel was going to be done as well. But there was no indication that it was a firing or a layoff or anything like that. It was just, all right, well, I'm I'm out. Kind of like Hickman, you know? Like, I did my thing, I'm done. Maybe so. Maybe that's what it is then. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I'd hate for anybody to get in trouble, but um, he can leave of his own will. You know, that's fine. Yeah, and I, neither of us are rooting for someone to lose their job. No, no, all. no. So let's no, just we just want clear. good. Yeah. We just want good comics. I mean, Absolutely. if you if you take the the idea of the customer is always right, then what does the customer want, and give them that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I just want to see my kids doing what they're supposed to be doing. <laughs> right now, they're acting up. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? <laughs> You're playing with the wrong characters. Right. Yeah, it should be good. It, it'll be interesting to see what books get canceled. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. What will the Marvel universe look like a year from now? Right. You because know? I mean, and, if if what you're saying is correct, and all these numbers they they're holding on to these books that have terrible numbers, then we may start start to see that change drastically. Look at the. I, I'm very interested to see what the business decisions are that are changing because that will indicate what um the reasons why he left mm-hmm. so if you see uh, like a, a a trend in uh the different characters or bringing back these characters or um make sure they're accessible or these are fan favorites a lot of them coming back to life or whatever a lot of these peripheral books or or the books get the ones that are funny and goofy and off the wall stopping then you're gonna know it either was mandated uh, above editorial, or it's an editorial style, you know. Yeah, or maybe, maybe they'll find out. Oh man, CB isn't the right one either. Yeah, I mean, I would be. Whew, you would have to be extremely sure to make a move like that and yeah. say, "Okay, this is it. You're coming back to the states. You're going to be editor in chief. Pitch if you were to have this job. Pitch me your ideas. What would you do?" Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, exciting, very exciting times. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll titles like Hawkeye and and uh, Gwenpool and Rocket that are 
not you know not selling very many copies will they be here next year or not any other news before we leave i saw something about uh, x-men red x-men red that's a new x-men book that will be uh led by the resurrected gene gray it'll be her nightcrawler namor and then a bunch of characters no one cares about wait a minute wait a minute namor's back i thought he was dead no, he came back in uh, Squadron Supreme. Oh, okay, gotcha. Killed there, brought back. <laughs> These people. So we're and uh, Wolverine is. You know, we know that Wolverine is back, but uh, Marvel hasn't kind of said you know where he is now, what's going to happen. But so what they're going to do is starting in January, they're going to be post-credit scenes at the end of various Marvel titles that will kind of detail Wolverine's journey and where he is, where he's going, what he's up to. Okay. I can live with that. Yeah, I'm fine with that. You know? And so, then a teaser came out with uh, Captain Marvel, Wolverine, and Star-Lord, each holding Infinity Gems. Uh-huh. So we'll see what that's doing. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so I'm feeling a crossover is coming on. Yeah, of course. I mean, because we're coming up on Avengers 3 and Avengers 4. And we landed an interview with two of the original writers of X-Men the Animated Series. So we'll be looking out for that to uh, come out very soon on the M6P.com. Awesome. All right. Well, I think that's it. This is the M6P. Visit our website, the M6P.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter at the M6P. Uh, you can email us at m6plc at gmail.com. You can also look us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash the M6P, as well as all social media like YouTube and Instagram under the M6P. We are sponsored by DCB Service, Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com. Go there and, and pre-order all your single issues and get 40% off. We're also sponsored by Community Retail Partnership. For all of your Office Depot and Office Max needs, check them out. You get a year-long, uh, a lifetime, I'm sorry, a lifetime membership to Community Retail Partnership, which will give you up to 80% off all of your purchases through Office Depot and Office Max. Check them out at crpsavings.com. We're also sponsored by Michael Web Solutions, which is a wonderful site and resource for Having the best website, internet, uh, traffic flow, all that good stuff, Michael Web Solutions will help you out. MichaelWebSolutions.com. And lastly, The Marvelous Box. You can check them out at TheMarvelousBox.com. For $25, you get over $100 of great Marvel graphic novels sent directly to your door. Um, this month, for, uh, for this quarter's box, every box will contain at least one Marvel Epic collection. Uh, so the value right there... And that collection pays for the entire subscription. So check it out. $25 a month. It's a great deal. TheMarvelousBox.com All right. And until next time, this is the M6P. Peace.